to tell you the truth, I like it better than I like for your own bourbon. Because it's <laughs> you got to be in the mood for something like that. It's cleaner, uh, actually. Much better. It's yeah, really you good. Can, yeah, you can clean a toilet bowl with it. <laughs> you could. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to noseyourbourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. And they're off for another Gift 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Burn Pursuit Podcast. My name is Kenny, and I've got Ryan here today. And as everybody knows by now, Ryan is from Bardstown, Kentucky. Have I said that already? I think you've said it quite a few times. Yeah, so as you know, I'm from Bardstown, and I've my family is deeply involved in the industry, and I'm happy today we are visiting a close family member of mine, my uncle Patrick. He owns promotional wood products, and they do all types of stuff with boxes for special releases, uh, barrel heads. I mean, you name it, any bourbon brand they, they've dealt with. So I'm really excited to get him on the show. I've been wanting to do it for a while and glad he could finally, we could hook up today. Absolutely. So with that, let's go ahead and uh, to kick off the show. So today we have Patrick Hutchins. Patrick is the owner of Promotional Wood Products. So Patrick, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good. Glad to be here. Good. So uh, first off, we want to kind of know, how did you get into 
bourbon in the first place. Not even not even promotional wood products. Let's let's kind of save that for a later okay. topic. But what was your first affinity with bourbon? Well, I, I wouldn't call it an affinity, I suppose. I'm like a lot of people, 18, 19 years old, and it was whiskey then. So, uh, you know, a party and uh, somebody was passing around a bottle. So I uh, had a pretty bad experience. It probably went 10 or 15 years without ever touching it again. <laughs> but uh, uh, then everybody grows up. So uh, at some point in time, uh, discovered uh, what, a, what a wonderful thing we had right here in our back door, you know. So... Uh, there's so many great bourbons and uh, uh, probably began enjoying bourbon uh, with some friends back in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, and so I'm telling my age there, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but uh, Back before it was cool, like every yeah. there, right? Before I was well, born. Well, I grew up here in Boston, uh, Nelson County. Uh, one of uh, uh, my best friends, his father was a plant manager of, of Bean Distillery. So uh, I was around Booker. I was around uh, Don Calhoun and... Uh, folks who uh, were making bourbon uh, a big thing back in the 80s, even before Booker had come out with his own signature product, you know, uh, he was an interesting person. And uh, and uh, just him alone as an advocate uh, kind of uh, uh, draws you into the to the whole mystique of bourbon. It, to, to know him personally was a was a thrill. You know, he was quite a person. Right. So even you are into bourbon, and we actually have an opportunity to sample on something of a barrel you picked. Do you want to kind of talk about what we're drinking on right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, often, uh, as someone who makes uh, point-of-sale products and uh, items for the bourbon industry, packaging, et cetera, uh, always wish that I could buy a bottle of bourbon. Uh, I should rephrase it, a barrel of bourbon. <laughs> That's what to say. Everybody can buy a bottle. <laughs> Everybody can buy a bottle, yeah. But uh, we finally uh, couldn't afford to do that, you know. But uh, last year, at the invitation of someone from Beans, uh, someone who works there, we went and split a barrel three ways. My brother, my partner, uh, Charlie, and uh, uh, a gentleman named Jerry Summers, uh, we went and purchased a barrel of Knob Creek. Uh, we went through the whole process. I'd, I'd seen it at a distance, but I'd never been involved in it. We brought uh, friends uh, from work, uh, some some of the folks who work here, and we had Fred No there with us to help with the selection, although he remained uh, neutral because he felt like he, he didn't want to influence our decision. But a uh, long story short, we chose a one of five barrels. We chose uh, barrel number two unanimously, nine people. So we felt like we chose a good product. It was uh, 11 years and two days old, and it was uh, 138 proof. Of course, it had to be cut to 120 and bottled. So, uh, anyway, quite a quite a thrill. Quite a you thrill. missed your calling. You should have been a master stiller. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It you know you, I I didn't make the decision uh, <laughs> alone, so I, I felt safe in numbers. You know, there were nine of us. Surely we're all we're all going to pick a good bourbon, you know, and I believe we did. Yeah, there's always a panel involved. That's right. That's <laughs> so right. talk about promotional wood products. So what is your company and what is it that you do? We uh, make point of sale and packaging uh, for the wine and spirit industry. We're not really just limited to bourbon, although uh, the explosion in interest in bourbon over the last seven or eight years has made that probably 80% of the wine and spirit that we do business with. But there are some premium tequilas, some vodkas and things. We make uh, point-of-sale packaging uh, for 
in inside of marketing and advertising, there's always the question, how, how do we sell our product? How do we pitch it? And you can do that through mass advertising in magazines, on billboards. But the proven way to, uh, to catch the customer is when they walk in the door. So the better your package looks, uh, the better. And we you see it on the shelf. Yeah, yeah, you see it. And you already know, uh, that's the thing about uh, bourbon drinkers today. Maybe not so 20 or 30 years ago, but today they know what they like. They know what they want to buy. So uh, they, they know what, what brands are, are worth buying. They know when it's a gimmick, but they walk in and, and you, you catch their eye on, on the top shelf. And uh, that's what we do. So we make uh, a package, uh, a wood box for uh, Booker's uh, bourbon. We uh, Knob Creek, uh, we've done so many over the years, uh, I have a hard time remembering them all. <laughs> like, what did we see when we went through here? There's we saw Russell's Reserve. Russell's Reserve 98, the Wild Turkey Diamond. The you know those Colonel old, the Colonel Taylor boxes the, bolt, yeah. the boxes that all the uh, cured oaks came in that people went crazy for and they actually got to the store because that was actually what it delivered in and people were like well can I have the box too yeah because it's really cool it looks like a package from the twenties or you know pre prohibition mm. or whatever so. and then liquor store yeah. owners found out they could sell the box at that point <laughs> so Booker's was kind of like the first premium bourbon did they approach you about making the box or did no, you how did that, that relationship kind of get together. You know that that's funny. Even though we were close friends, uh, Booker never approached us. I never, I never thought of that until you until you just said that. But uh, we were in the cabinet business. We were making uh, casework, kitchen cabinets, and uh, we did a few things for uh, businesses, including Beams around here. But we had someone approach us, uh, someone a purchasing agent at Beams. Uh, they were looking for a little box to put a bottle of bourbon in, and. Uh, our first instinct, our first reply was, "Well, we wouldn't be interested in that." You know, we make uh, we make these beautiful uh, cabinets, and uh, we don't make boxes. And uh, the young lady told us that she was looking for a hundred thousand of them. And <laughs> so, like, yes, we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, uh, they they piqued our interest, and after that, we we really dug into it and realized that uh, we could do this profitably. So, and that was twenty two years ago. So we've been doing the we've been building the Booker box for twenty two years we've made millions of booker boxes you know kind of talk about the scale of of how that's grown since 22 years yeah yeah well i think it's fair to say that when we first delved into um, the bourbon industry away from the casework the, the cabinet business uh we you could see how they were marketing the product and this may sound disparaging but um the packaging tended to be hillbilly-esque you know uh little log cabins with a bottle of bourbon in it or something like that. Uh, credit to uh, like Bill Samuels and Maker's Mark to develop a package that looked good. The red wax uh, became recognizable. Um, then Booker came out with his signature bourbon, his personal bourbon, and putting it in uh, a value-add package was was the right move for for bourbon and and even the the language we use if you grew up here in the 70s or the 80s it was whiskey somewhere along the line even the natives transitioned <laughs> to bourbon and which i like is it, it sounds a, a lot cooler it does it's a much better description it is it's a special thing whiskey is such a a big topic and bourbon is basically just here you know so uh even our language changed around those those gentlemen and and their their foresight you know so that that was where it, it started we we made some odd little packages but we've watched it evolve now into a 
premium, and, and de- deservedly so. Uh, bourbon is a special thing. It's unique. And, and some of these uh, bottlings are truly great. I mean, they are, you know, you get a bottle of it and, you, and then you instantly put it up behind a door because I'm not going to drink this all at once, you know. <laughs> right. so, so it's helped me to discover this, this really great product that's right in our back door, you know. Well, you said the very beginning when we came here that now you're doing close to almost a half a million Booker's boxes per year. Mm-hmm. What was yeah. what was it when you first started? Was it like we just need fifty, or you yeah. said a hundred? It, it was it, is. it was a hundred thousand was uh, the first uh, order, which was a lot, and that probably took. Uh, we were doing about six or eight thousand a month or so at that time, and then uh, it's steadily grown since then. But we've seen. Uh, a huge uh, movement over the past five or six years to where we went from, we went to 150,000, uh, then we went to 200,000, then 300,000 in, in 2012 to 350, then 400,000. Now it looks like this year we'll probably top out 500,000 of just the, the Booker box. And then we still have other packages that we do for, for uh, premium uh, uh, bourbon and uh, also for craft beer. There's some packaging we're doing there, too, because that's become recognized as a nice product, especially the bourbon barrel ales. Yes. Yeah, if you're going to buy a $65 Goose, goose uh, Island. The Goose Island Rare, yes, you might as well get a nice box with it, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's the consolation prize. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know what you did, but the inside of those boxes smelled terrific. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, that's funny. Uh, that we actually have an additive. We have a choice of scents that we can add to our, our finishes. And the reason you do that is uh, because uh, lack, the, the solvent for, uh, for stain is lacquer-based, uh, you know, an oil-based product, and it doesn't smell great. So we can add bubblegum flavor. We can add uh, uh, vanilla. In that case, I think it was cinnamon. And uh, you, can, you can add a scent to the drums of finish. And it, and it just helps to, to uh, make it a little uh, more enjoyable to breathe, I guess. Well, kind of talk about the whole process from, from start to finish of, let's just say, because you, your big ticket item is the Booker box, right? And that's, that's your kind of main staple. Mm-hmm. So kind of talk about the process from start to finish of what it looks like from raw wood to the finished product. We're, we're a complete uh, self-contained business. Uh, we, we can mill all of our own material, uh, so we'll, we can buy semi-loads of, of hardwoods, uh, which will run through a milling process. Uh, we, in the case of Booker's, it, now it has that stain on it, so uh, you can use different species of hardwood. So we can use a poplar or we can use aspen, whatever's available to us at the time. Even basswood, uh, we'll mill that material down and pallet that up in parts. Uh, that'll go to an assembly process, and it's all all pretty automated. We're we're well aware that we're competing with uh, with uh, what we call global imports, or yeah. you know, we can say China, uh, you know, emerging markets. Or yeah, there, yeah, there's so many words, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, so many ways to pretty that up, but it's it's difficult to be an American manufacturer, uh, downright impossible. Uh, but we found ways to automate, uh, involve our team members, and uh, they share responsibility and they share in the rewards. So we're it's kind of a new approach. Well, maybe not. Uh, it's a novel approach. I'd say that. Uh, so everyone here is invested to make sure that we succeed. Uh, we all work very hard, but uh, we'll go through that process the, and automate everything along the way as we can, because we, like I said, we know who we're competing with. Well, I think it makes it a lot cooler story, too, if the boxes are made here in Boston, Kentucky, you know, right around bourbon country versus 
over in some factory in in China or whatever. Exactly, and and it's it's some some companies stress they want it made in the USA because of the nature of the product. It is bourbon, you know. Right. Yeah, it's, it's America's you know spirit or whatever. So might as well keep everything else here. You yeah. Know? Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns, from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. So I guess the another question is, so you, you've had that contract, you started doing it 22 years ago, and, and Ryan and I got a chance to, you gave us a tour of what it was, where we see three pieces of wood that just start out as nothing. They're just kind of just three blank pieces. Uh, they go through a few different machines. They get stamped with the bookers, actually not even stamped, they're branded, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, branded, branding, branded right. with the with the booker's name. Uh, then it, it goes through a process where they get stapled and put together. Uh, then it goes through this huge conveyor belt system where it goes. And, and as you said, the, the box is not dipped into the stain. However, the stain is actually raised up and actually mm-hmm. into the box, which is uh, really uh, interesting. So how have you tried to perfect this process over 20 years? And, and has it been something that you're continually learning on uh, on a day-to-day basis to try to figure out, you know, which part can we automate even further? Absolutely. You know, uh, without sounding a little cold, we are um, we are capitalists here. We're, we're, <laughs> right. we're here to make money. Uh Automating the process, speeding up the process makes the company more profitable. And so that's any manufacturer, any business, that's the goal. You either make money or you, you're you no longer in business, exactly. frankly. We are always automating that process. And uh, I would call that continual learning. You know, we, we never stop learning. And you think you found the, the last best idea and then somebody working here will walk up and say, what if you move this here? And bam production goes up 5%, you know, you're always looking for that continuously. And you, since you kind of perfected, you know, this Booker's process, you kind of, it's kind of led you into other paths, you know, with the the barrel heads and other promotional products. Kind of talk about, you know, the, the, 
that process. Yeah. Um, we knew uh, we were always trying to also be diverse. If you make the same thing for the same industry all the time, you run the risk of that, uh, that phrase, uh, all your eggs in one basket kind of thing. So we decided we've, over the last 15 years, we've looked for other products. We found a couple that we were running um, that were real stinkers and lost us a lot of money, you might say, uh, manufacturing a little uh, miniature keepsake chest uh, for, for the retail industry. And that, that failed miserably. But uh, we invested in some high-tech printing processes. And through those failures, we, you learn also. So we, we learned about decorating wood and, and different printing methods. We also were aware that bourbon was interesting in a in a retail manner also that that stores like bed bath and beyond and bass pro would like to have the jim bean logo the, those brands sell uh buffalo trace wild turkey so we licensed a lot of brands and went out seeking retailers and developed uh some wall decor products we've got um we we buy used bourbon barrel heads process those in a similar fashion the way we do bookers automate that as much as we can and then we um we print and decorate those we we come up with a quite a product line for retailers so our products are in bed bath and beyond cabela's mass pro and two or three hundred small retailers across the country along with all the visitor centers if you go in a visitor center from George Dickel to uh, to Jim Bean to Buffalo Trace, you're going to see our products in there. I think if it's, the, if it's wood, it's you all. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that was something that was really unique when you talked about earlier is your barrel head finishing process because I have a barrel head that I got that was from Woodford. Like it's straight from, got all the aging to it, nothing that had been sanded down. It was the original stamp on it. It started to come a little loose over time. Right. So mm-hmm. kind of talk about what you were talking about earlier with the, the amount of moisture that is yeah. lost in a lot of this. Yeah, stuff. We, we realized that right off the bat as a um, we saw the barrel head as a vehicle for art and for licensed product branding. So we, we could take this piece of wood because ultimately that's what it is, process that through our, our shop in an efficient manner, uh, as opposed to the way a lot of small uh, little uh, hobby shops maybe take barrel heads and brand them or whatever. We turned it up, turned it up a notch and and perfected those. Uh, we we buy the uh, used barrel heads, run them through a, a dry kiln and a milling process. Then we finish those, sand those, and then we put them on a, a really high tech, very expensive printer that will print. Uh, digital images, high color, 1100 DPI images directly to the barrel head. Uh, we also have the option of laser engraving on the barrel head. So uh, we also apply a, a back mounting panel to the barrel head so that it doesn't crack, doesn't split. It's dried down to furniture grade. So you've got something that you can hang on the wall and you can give it to your grandkids someday. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because the barrel head I had, like you said earlier, they usually come in around 36% of moisture or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, and then you gotta take it down. Wet. You gotta <laughs> take it down to about nine percent for something that isn't a yeah. not going to come apart, split, crack, whatever it is. We put those in the drag kiln and basically there's a hose on the side of the drag kiln where the moisture comes out and the first uh, twenty gallons or so smells like awfully good bourbon, <laughs> you know. So it, it's actually taking the moisture out of the barrels. Yeah, the printer you guys have is pretty awesome I, I, this for christmas i had you i had a picture i gave to you of me and my dad at a happy event and you actually put it on a pub sign talk mm-hmm. about those I, those are i really like that product yeah we're, um 
Today, people like organic things, they like natural things. So wood is popular. Wood is popular in the same way and for the same reasons that bourbon is popular. It's, it's real. In a, in a world full of purple vodkas and plastic crap, <laughs> you know, here's, here's something that's real, bourbon. And, and so the products we make uh, are real. They're made from wood. And people also like that timeless look of uh, things to look, uh, have a heritage look or a they want it to look like they they found it at a, in a in a in a antique shop or a barn or and uh, that that rough look is popular. So uh, uh, we we've designed something that is made from plywood, uh, but good good uh, veneer, and then uh, we use our printer to uh, kind of give it an antique look, and then we license those brands again, and so we can apply those on there, or we can also put images, photographs. On, onto the signs. And they've become very popular. We sell those retail also. Do you think the boxes that you're making today is going to be like the new ceramic decanter of what came out in the 70s, <laughs> right? Of I know this. Have you ever seen the little craft uh, cheese boxes, the little bitty things? that You see them at flea markets and stuff. Or any wooden box. I don't care how old it is or from another century ago. Nobody will throw a wood box away. You just will not do that. You'll take it home. You might put screws in it or, or nuts and bolts in your garage. And there you'll see a Booker box in somebody's garage. Uh, you know, you're in, you're in Vermont and there's a Booker box, you know. And uh, we actually uh, post those on Facebook uh, whenever we find a, a, a unique uh, use for a Booker box. Uh, we have, um, I have some I've seen in, made into birdhouses. I've seen a lamp made from a Booker box. I think it's kind of iconic already, you know. Who knows what they'll do with it next? <laughs> is your goal to have every bottle of bourbon out there in some sort in of box? box? <laughs> Actually, that's a good idea. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, he's I, all for that. <laughs> we should definitely work towards that, you know. Yeah. So when you when you do put these these items in boxes, I mean, do you think it really gives that that aura, that feel that this is a this is a premium product, right? And that's what mm -hmm. you're really going with by by issuing that. That yeah. They'll use a term in marketing, a value add. Uh, so um, absolutely. Uh, my thought is uh, if the packaging is done well, it tells me that, uh, uh, that the product inside must really be nice. And we take that very seriously. We believe that what we're doing is, is making uh, the product look better. Uh, and and so, so I certainly believe it works. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, a brother was telling me he was out shopping in a, a nice uh, department store and they had a bunch of wallets, leather wallets piled up on a table, discounted down to 50% off or 80% off. And they were in little wooden boxes. Uh, he said that the wallets were very nice, but they were in these junky wooden boxes from China that were falling apart. So the package that they came in said, I'm a piece of crap. So the, what's inside wasn't selling. So we're the opposite. We, we believe that, that if we put this nice product in, 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 a, in a nice wooden box, you know, it, it just tells the consumer that it is, it is something worth buying. Another good question, I think, and it's okay if you don't want to answer it, but what do you think, you're, as you said before, you're capitalist, you're here to make money, right? That mm -hmm. These boxes cost something. So what do you think it is at, when it comes to retail? What is, some, what is somebody paying more in a, for a bottle of Booker's because of the box that's coming onto it? 
You know, that would be difficult to answer. Certainly, I, I, you know my answer. <laughs> Certainly, uh, it, it enhances the product. I will say this. One of the great things about uh, packaging is, especially in terms of gift giving, you can go pick a bottle off of the shelf and uh, a nice, fine bottle of bourbon or, or wine or whatever. But when you deliver it, um, to your grandfather or your, your uncle in a, uh, or whomever in a nice package, I think they are more impressed. I know that I would be more impressed when I see it delivered that way. So that it's just a personal kind of logic, but it, it tells me that it, there must be value there. It, it delivered in this nice wooden box. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, my bookers, it, on my bar, it stands out, you know, because from all the other bottles, because it's in a box and it's yeah. and it's it looks cool too, like with the stain and the brand and everything. It's I think it adds that extra value. And you, once you're done with the bottle, you can always hang on the box and use it for other stuff. Yeah, know, exactly. So. And I, I know we just did one uh, was it a diamond anniversary uh, a couple of years ago for Wild Turkey. Uh, it came in a, a really nice package, and uh, that those things flew off of the shelf and were gone at hundred and forty dollars a bottle. I have to believe that the package that it came in, the way it was delivered, enhanced the value. Another question is about the barrel heads and the coasters and stuff like that. These these other kind of small little promotional products that people want to have in their in their man caves in their house or whatever it is. What do you think gets people excited about that kind of stuff? Is it is it just because it, it has a label on it? Is it because it's a very masculine feel? Like what what do you think? Is, why why does people have such an attraction to these little tchotchkes? I guess you could say. I think it's there's a culture is developed around bourbon. Period. Uh, here, here we sit. I mean, it, it, it's it's a topic of discussion uh, among my friends where it may not have been a few years ago. Again, I go back to to what I said about uh, growing up in a world full of full of fakes. You you can find anything plastic you want. You can find a knockoff of anything. You cannot find a knockoff of bourbon. We make products. Uh, Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't think it can be done, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I know there are, there are a lot of things out there, but people don't want bourbon that came from Thailand. We, we want our bourbon to come from Kentucky, preferably anyway. Uh, but I, I just think it's, the, it's a culture that is developed around something that's real and authentic. I, I don't think there's any, uh, I don't think it's complicated. I think it's just that simple. And, and what we do is, is just a, a piece of that, a component of that. Right. Yeah. And with bourbon, it seems like people just connect with each individual individual brand on a personal level for whatever reason. It's like, you know, yes. that's my drink. Yeah, you know? that's what I, I want exactly right. I want everything of that in my house on yeah. my mantle. Yeah. And I, I don't know how you guys, uh, you you reveal your favorites, but, uh, you know, there are people who think Makers is the greatest thing and there are people who won't drink Makers. I, everybody has a favorite. Everybody does. I, I think the smart guys are the ones who like all of it you know <laughs> i mean i like knob creek because it's it's uh the the single barrel because it's complicated uh i, I like a bullet because it's not complicated uh, maybe maybe there's a logic in all of that i don't know <laughs> who knows we we all like our brands just there's really no explanation but the market the smart people probably know why the Suit and tie guys, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, analytics people. And analytics, mm -hmm. like Kenny the nerd. Yeah, big data. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all big data. I'd, I'd conclude, I'd just say that what we do for a living, we're a small business. And uh, thank goodness for the bourbon industry. There's kind of a vindication. It's it's tough 
it's tough to be a small business guy to make something and to make a living and uh, eke out a living or, or scratch and claw your way. And then uh, whatever happened seven or eight years ago, this wave of popularity of bourbon was a blessing for me personally and for my company. So, you know, I'm, I'm just glad that everybody else discovered it too. Yeah, it's not just the bourbon companies are making all the money. You know, there's so many people impacted mm -hmm. by the bourbon industry in this state and all over the world, just, oh. you know, from the box makers to the, the factory line workers to the, That's the stave really maker. I mean, there's everybody. Tour guides. Tour guides. You I name mean, it. It's yeah, impacts you're, you're so exactly many people. exactly right. I mean, right here across uh, the, the road from this business, is 300 acres that will be put in corn, and we know what they're gonna do with that corn. Next door to us is a drachion that dries white oak lumber for barrel stays. The economic impact is huge. Yeah, and it's, like you said, the past seven or eight years, it's just incredible, as everyone knows, I'm from Bardstown, but just to see how <laughs> how much it has grown in this seven eight years, it's in, absolutely insane, because growing up, it, like you said, it was whiskey, and it, it was a, it was cool, but it wasn't like this. No, and, no it was not. I, but it's definitely something that makes you proud and glad to be a part of it. You exactly. Know? So we'll close it out, but can you give us any tidbits or any special release boxes that you can <laughs> let us know about? Yeah, what's coming up next? Well, uh, we're working on, uh, on Booker Rye. Uh, I know that's coming out. I think that's going to be a, I don't know a lot about it, really a 12, 14-year-old rye. Is that correct? You all know? It was Booker's, well, Fred told us it was Booker's, one of his last runs before he passed. So, exactly. Uh, I'm not sure on the age or whatever, but that's all, all we mm -hmm. know about. But it's going to be a very small it, release. It's going to be in a box. We know it's going to be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Booker passed away in 2004, so it has to be at least 12 years old if it was made under his watch, which tells me that the minute it's released, it will be gone be the gone. same day. Yeah. Well, thank you again for, for being on the show today. It was a really, uh, I think, a great treat to actually go and see the operation. And for anybody, the listeners out there, check out our Instagram page. I'm going to have all kinds of videos where you can actually see the Booker's stamp going down and getting branded and the, the everything that's going in the manufacturing process. It's actually really uh, interesting to see from uh, from a fan's perspective. Yeah, you just see that box on the shelf, but you don't realize until you get here how much quality and time is put into each individual box and even these barrel heads i mean it, the whole process is really fascinating it truly is uh, so if you like what you hear make sure you subscribe to us on itunes you can also follow us on instagram and twitter at bourbon pursuit like us on facebook and yeah and yeah and if you have any uh show su show suggestions uh feedback please keep that coming and we'll see you next time <laughs>